It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On a Tuesday morning, and a nice Tuesday out there, temperatures are very nice. Hang in there, though. You like heat. Wait till the weekend. Fairs are going to be warm this weekend. Up through Friday, it should be nice. But then on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and I don't know how far in, it's going to be hot. At least for you, not for me. <laughs> we leave later today. About 9 o'clock this morning, we'll get on the motor coach over at Holiday Vacations with our group heading for Scotland and Northern Ireland and some into Ireland as well. The 40 Shades of Green, and we're looking forward to that, of course, seeing the, seeing my old buddy Pierce, who's going to be our driver over there, and boy, does he make a trip fun. It's uh, it's going to be a good time, so we're looking forward to that. But back home, we're going to take a look today at the crops, some meat packers. Well, they're closing up shop. What is that going to mean? We'll take a look at the calendar. we got some area soybean growers are going to Canada. They're taking off this week as well. And uh, probably the most important thing is a review of Jill's class reunion. <laughs> How did that go over the weekend? It went it went good. I went good. How many events did you get involved in? Now, if there was Friday, Saturday, what I, happened? I just went to uh, socialize and to eat supper. And where? And there was a band down at uh, Trails End. Okay. So did you get a good turnout? Not too bad. I think maybe half. Well, that's not bad. No. How many were in your class? 88. All right. Well, if you got over forty. That's a that's a good turnout. Who who came from the furthest? Anybody we? Uh... I don't know. We didn't really talk about it. It was mostly just local people that came. Really, I mean, from from Arcadia to Eau Claire was probably but was, the spread. But it was fun. Some people you hadn't seen since graduation. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun to catch up, and it was fun to compare notes. Oh, that's good. Uh, that's good. Class reunions are fun. Uh, fun as you want to make them. If you don't go. They're not going to be fun, but I always enjoy going to high school class reunions. It's always fun to see, uh, spend a lot of my life with uh, growing up and seeing how they're doing and how many grandchildren and great-grandchildren they have in my case. But again, fun. So you got a class reunion, go and enjoy it. All right, uh, we've got sunny weather today for the, well, I don't see any rain in this forecast all the way through at least next Monday. We're going to talk about that, and as we said uh we're not the only travelers. We've got some soybean growers around here. Heading to Canada tomorrow, but uh, we're heading to Scotland, Ireland, and Northern Ireland later today, leaving this weather behind. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Oh, it's going to be nice the first few days of the week. It'll be warm, but it'll be nice, and then really going to heat up over the weekend Sunny today, about 80. Now, uh, I saw Mike Dandria on Channel 13 talk a little while ago about some spots there's a little fog. Did you run into that this morning at all? A lot of fog. Oh, there a, lot is. Of, a lot of fog and a lot of raccoons. <laughs> they kind of go together. So, again, <laughs> there you have it. Right from our uh, reunionist, Jill. She ran into fog this morning. I don't think that's left over from the reunion, but anyway. Be careful out there. There is fog out there, but it'll burn off. 80 and sunny today. 59 overnight. Again, a nice, comfortable night. 87 tomorrow. 77 on Thursday. 84 on Friday. Then into the 90s. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and maybe beyond that. But I really don't see any rain in this forecast unless we get some of those evening storms to fire up. 
Right now, we're at 52 degrees on our way to 80 today. Tuesday morning at Wax, and it's about a minute after. Five o'clock, that is. This way, this is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire, News Time. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. The Fulton County District Attorney says former President Trump was part of a criminal conspiracy to overturn Georgia's 2020 election results. The indictment brings felony charges against Donald John Trump. Democrat Fonnie Willis says Trump has until noon next Friday to voluntarily surrender. Trump faces felony racketeering charges and more. The 97-page indictment includes 41 felony counts. 18 other people have also been charged in the case, including Trump's former lawyer Rudy Giuliani and former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. Georgia law enforcement say they'll release a mugshot of former President Trump when he's arraigned for alleged election crimes. The Fulton County Sheriff has already promised reporters he'll provide them with a mugshot. Unless someone tells me differently, we are following our, our normal practices. And so it doesn't matter your status. We we have mugshots ready for you. It would mark the first time Trump would be forced to take a mugshot in any of his pending cases. Wildfires in Hawaii have now claimed at least 99 lives. As I shared earlier, the scale of destruction is incredible. So our hearts are broken even a little bit more than when we were together 48 hours ago with the extra fatalities. On Monday, Governor Josh Green said more than 80 percent of the structures that were destroyed are residential. The blaze that tore through the town of Lahaina on the island of Maui is now the deadliest wildfire in modern U.S. history. Six former law enforcement officers in Mississippi have pleaded guilty to state charges connected to the torture of two black men. Officials say back in January, six white officers kicked down the door of the residence where the two black men were living without a warrant. You're listening to NBC News Radio. And of course, uh, I'll be taking my trek to Hawaii in January to enjoy some warm weather. And boy, is it going to be hard to go around Lahaina. It's just unimaginable what happened over there. Burned that town down. Been there since the 1700s, the capital of ancient Hawaii. And boats in the water and they had all kinds of charter boats fishing boats in the harbor there they burned up unimaginable i can't imagine what it's going to look like and it's not going to be good four minutes after five o'clock here at wax wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report we'll be going back to the rust county fair here in just a little while had a fun interview with a young lady i interviewed I don't know, 24, 25 years ago. And the theme of the fair this year was Remember When. And she came in with a picture of her and I. When I was interviewing her, she was a lot shorter and my hair was a lot darker. <laughs> and so, and she's gone on to be very successful. We're going to talk to uh, Sammy Olesiak, Ransom. Uh, now she is Dr. Sammy. So we'll do that here in just a little while. But... Fun, fun look back in memory lane and uh, saw that picture and holy mackerel, we were both a lot different. She's still, she's still awful good shape, but uh, my hair is not the same color. Weather-wise for the fairs this week, well, it's going to be hot by the end of the week. It's going to be sunny, it looks like, mostly sunny all week. 80s up until, well, Friday, 80 today, 87 tomorrow, 77 Thursday, 84 on Friday. Then the low 90s on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday at least, as I said, 
unless we get some of those pop-up showers and storms. Probably not a lot of rain around here. Right now, it's uh, 48 in Rice Lake, 47 in Medford, Wausau at 55, Marshfield 54, 57 over in Green Bay, Madison Sun Prairie at 60 this morning, Milwaukee at 64, and it's really a nice, comfortable 52 degrees outside our back door right now. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Cutting in, our market's brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. The trading week is off and rolling. And, Jill, what's the uh, cash livestock numbers look like? Choice fed beef steers are 177 to 190 with mixed at 140 to 175. Choice fed beef heifers are 177 to 189 with mixed at 117 to 175. Choice fed Holstein steers are 155 to 166, with select and silage fed steers 92 to 154. Cows are 80 to 109, with a top of 122, with bulls at 113 to 127. Butcher hogs are 58 to 80, with sows at 54 to 62, and boars at 21 to 28. New crop market lambs are 155 to 195, and feeder lambs are 105 to 210. At the Mercantile Exchange, lower across the board yesterday. October live cattle, 180.67, down 65 cents. December, 184.97, down 47. And February live cattle, 188.70, down 52. Feeder cattle for September, down 132 at 250.12. October feeder cattle, 251.85, down $1.02. November, down 97 at 252.30. January closed 92 cents lower at 251.55. October hogs down two seventeen at seventy nine fifteen. December down a dollar eighty five at seventy two sixty five. February seventy seven dollars even. That was down a dollar fifty five. On the board of trade yesterday, beans were higher on oil and meal prices. Corn up about a half a cent. But again, the world is concerned. There's a lot of corn out there. That second crop in Brazil was huge. We're going to be over fifteen billion bushels and. Who's going to buy it all? So corn under pressure. Overnight, December corn was actually down three cents, sitting at 484 this morning. The oats at 443. December wheat down two at 639. November soybeans down a fraction at 1325. And meal for December down a dollar and a half a ton at $390.50. Dairy products all unchanged. Barrel cheese 182 and a half. Blocks $1.99. Butter 269. Class three down. What a surprise! August down a nickel at seventeen twenty seven. September down fifteen at seventeen eighty three. October down sixteen at eighteen oh six. November down twenty one at eighteen seventeen. And December down thirteen at eighteen twelve. So that's the way the markets look this morning. And again, we're going to take you back. Remember when the theme of the fair in uh, Rust County this past week? And as I said, that uh, young lady. Her now, she's a doctor for Prevea Health, Dr. Samuel Lisiak Ransom. But she was Samuel Lisiak about nine years old when I talked to her, I don't know, 24, 25 years ago. Many young people can trace their success back to the county fair, showing at the fairs, showing animal projects, flower projects, whatever it may be. One of those is Sammy Olesiak, and uh, Sammy, when was the last time I interviewed you here at the Rust County Fair? <laughs> oh, Bob, it's got to be about 24 years ago when I won grand champion with my dairy steer. I was about 10 years old. <laughs> so what club were you showing with at that time? 
At that time, I was with Soft Maple 4-H, and uh, I had to have some of my cousins help me out in the show ring for showmanship just because I probably only weighed about 80 pounds, if that. <laughs> so how many years did you show here at the fair? Well, I showed as soon as I was old enough until I graduated from high school, so however many years that is, but I showed a little bit of everything, dairy, the beef, then I ended with horse. That was 24 years ago. Now she's not Samuel Olesiak anymore. She's Dr. Samantha Olesiak Rundstrom. Tell me about going from showing here at the Russ County Fair to being a doctor, a medical doctor here in Ladysmith. What did the showing teach you as far as dealing with other people, with other creatures? What did you learn? I will have to say that in my 14 years it took me to become a doctor, many times over I was very grateful that I grew up in a small town on a small farm because it told, taught me so many life lessons, I mean hard work, perseverance, and I wouldn't trade how I grew up for anything and being in 4-H and be involved in the county fair for many reasons, but it ultimately you know, helped me stay grounded and determined to battle for those 14 years. Did it help you at all? We always hear about a doctor and the bedside manner. Did it help you dealing with other kids and parents at the fair, kind of teach you how to deal with folks? Oh, absolutely. I mean, being involved in the county fair and 4-H and being active in the community helps you engage with other individuals and it, it reminds you where you came from and that every patient standing in front of you is just another person like you were and I take that approach every day when I talk to patients in clinic knowing that you know they're in my community and I just want to get to know them and level up with them and what can help them define their best version of health and that is different for every one of them and I think it's felt in the exam room every time. Well let's talk about your career. Dr. Uh, Samantha Olesiak Rundstrom, <laughs> you are back here in Ladysmith. What's your area of expertise, so to, uh, so to speak, and where are you practicing? What are you doing? I specialize in family medicines, or otherwise known as general practice. I do a little bit of everything, so I get to be a jack of all trades. I absolutely love that I was able to have the opportunity to come back to the community and give back to the community that helped shape me um, and serve in an area where it's underserved for um, medical access. So I love that piece of it, and I also love the other piece that I can be so involved in the community portion of medicine. Um, and so I'm just, you know, starting to get more active in that. But have you got kids yet, and you're going to be? They're going to be showing at the fair. Well, I have two little ones: a three-year-old daughter, Brooke, and a, a one-year-old son, Jack. He's just learning to walk around and look at all the animals. Brooke's going to be participating in Little Britches, so she's going to show a calf, I think. <laughs> well, the theme, uh, Sammy, Dr. Samantha, I'll call you Sam. I knew you as Sammy. Sure. Let's talk about the theme this year, I think, yeah. of the fair is really appropriate. 
absolutely. We were just talking about this, that uh, it was pretty awesome that we could connect again because the theme of the fair is Remember When. And so we were going through lots of old pictures, and uh, what do you know, we found a picture of <laughs> 14 or 24 years ago, Bob interviewing me at the county fair here after I won grand champion for my steer. And so it's just just an awesome way to commemorate the fair and all all it stands for because it really is you know a community and getting the kids involved nothing makes my heart happier now when i look at this picture you gave me i think i've changed more than you have because <laughs> you haven't grown a whole lot taller but my hair has gotten an awful lot whiter <laughs> sure enough i know i was pretty darn little back then <laughs> again You've gone on to become a doctor. You went through medical school at the uh, what school in Milwaukee? The uh, I went to the Medical College of Wisconsin with Freighters down in Milwaukee. How much of an influence did that interview back uh, 24 years ago have on you? What kind of an effect did I have on your medical career? Well, I think I'm supposed to say absolutely nothing. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to say. And again, a lot of fun uh, going back in time, so to speak, with uh, Samuel Olesiak, now Dr. Samantha Olesiak Runstrom right there with Prevea Health, and she's really excited to be able to come back and share her medical abilities with the people in Ladysmith. So uh, a fun time talking to her. And we've got some farm news we want to take a look at. A couple of things going on. Farm Bill hearing will be tomorrow in La Crosse. Jill will have more on that uh Chairman Peterson bringing the House, Glenn Thompson rather, bringing the uh, committee to La Crosse tomorrow for a farm bill hearing. He's been all over the country. And Derek Van Orden, of course, our third district congressman, is on that committee. So he'll be there. And also some uh, soybean growers from our area are going to Canada for a few days. Andy Benson from up at uh, Barron, Dallas area, uh, soybean marketing board vice president, also uh, USB director uh, Sarah Stelter, from central Wisconsin and Nancy Cavazangian. They're going to Halifax. Look at the terminals and exports. But uh, again, give us uh, some numbers as far as what Wisconsin's crop is going to look like. I know yesterday talked about uh, the overall crop, but Break it down in Wisconsin for us, Jill. Well, the forecast mounts here in Wisconsin, according to the latest USDA crop production report, corn production is expected to be 515 million bushels. That's down 6% from last year. Yields are forecast at 166 bushels an acre. That's down 14% from a year ago. Corn was planted on about 4 million acres this spring, with 3.1 million acres expected to be harvested for grain, the rest for corn silage. Soybean production in the state is expected to be 104 million bushels. That's down 11% from 2022. Yield is forecast at 50 bushels an acre, four bushels lower than last year. Acres planted to soybeans here in Wisconsin this spring was 2.1 million. Oat production for grain is forecast to be 3.5 million bushels. That's down 26% from last year. Alfalfa and alfalfa mix hay is forecast at 2 million tons down 20% from 2022. And we're also going to get an update on the ginseng crop coming up here. You had a chance to talk to folks about that. Yeah, I talked to Jackie Mont. She's the president of the ginseng board here in Wisconsin. All right, and uh, that's all coming up here on Wax. Again, 52 degrees. We'll get about 80 today. Enjoy it. By the weekend, it'll be in the 90s. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 
When I think about Wisconsin agriculture, I think about corn, I think about soybeans, I think about milk, I even think about snap beans and potatoes. Another commodity that is produced here in Wisconsin is ginseng. It's Wisconsin's best kept secret. I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. At Farm Technology Days 2023 in Baraboo, I caught up with Jackie Fent. She is the executive director of the Wisconsin Ginseng Board. We had a conversation about ginseng. Ginseng does grow in the wild, but it is cultivated here in Wisconsin, and it's cultivated more here than any other state in the nation. It even has a distinct taste that users crave. And we talked about the marketing of ginseng, along with exporting it, and the products that are made out of the ginseng root and their health benefits. But we started out our conversation with how much is produced here in Wisconsin and what it takes to bring in the crop. We actually produce about 1 million pounds of cultivated ginseng in Wisconsin. We produce the nation's supply of cultivated ginseng. No other state produces cultivated ginseng. And talking about growing it, producing it, tell me a little bit more about what it takes to produce ginseng. It's a very difficult crop to grow. Um, The growers often say the crop wants to die from the beginning of being planted. Um, It's very unique in that it can only be grown on virgin soil. So once ginseng has been grown on a plot of land, it will not um, do well on that plot of land ever again. Uh, 50 years, 100 years from now, it won't uh, produce. Um, It's a lot of hand labor. it requires hand weeding. Um, the berries that come on the plant, which has, which hold the seeds, have to be um, hand-picked from the crop. And then um, when it's harvested, it, the ginseng is brought up to the surface and then has to be hand-picked um, from the ground and put into containers. So it's very labor-intensive crop. And how many years does it take to produce a crop? It takes about four years to produce a crop of ginseng. After growing that ginseng for four years and you have the ground left over is that ground made available to grow other things or is it pretty depleted in all of its nutrients actually the growers will tell you that they're leaving that land better off than when they got it Um, there's a lot of nutrients in there um, for any crop that wants to grow after that it's basically just the ginseng that can't survive there after that so they're able to convert it into growing another crop then yes absolutely Are there any places in Wisconsin where the ginseng has been the most successful? Oh, it started in Marathon County um, because of the Fromm brothers. They were the original um, family that was given the credit for finding out how to grow cultivated ginseng because um, ginseng naturally grows in the wild. It's grown in the wild in lots of other states, I think 19 other states in the United States. Um, So it likes shade, and that's why we have the shade structures. Um, It does like to go dormant in the winter, and so it just naturally fits in our Wisconsin, northern Wisconsin climate because it loves the cold winter so it can go dormant and then be strong and healthy again in the spring. And you can't market it all here in Wisconsin. Where does it go? Most of it goes to China, but we do have uh, Wisconsin ginseng can be found in Taiwan, Vietnam, Malaysia, Indonesia, India. Um, we're trying to expand into some new markets, um, but really it's, an, it's, a, it's a product that the Asian culture prizes and loves. Well, when we talk about exporting it, 
How successful is your connection with getting that product out and about to who's wanting it? We're actually pretty lucky. Um, we do have some access to Foreign Agricultural Service um, grant funds to help us market overseas. And so we utilize those funds in our overseas markets to do promotions of Wisconsin ginseng. Um, we are known world, uh, worldwide, though, for having the highest quality ginseng in the world. Um, it's called American ginseng is the plant's um, actual scientific name, but it's also produced in Canada and China in a cultivated form. So we're producing that ginseng and we have a market. But tell me some of the products that comes from ginseng. So mostly when we're exporting, we're talking about exporting the whole, the, the whole root themselves. Um, and a lot of the production for ginseng takes place in overseas markets where they can produce um, value-added products such as energy drinks or um, gummies, candies with ginseng in them. We have ginseng uh, noodles that are being produced and ginseng coffee. Unfortunately, here in the United States, um, we don't have that vast of production because we don't have um, that big of a budget to promote it here in the United States. And so um, some of the producers do have capsules that they produce, which is an easy way to consume ginseng and get the health benefits. Um, another way is to consume ginseng tea. And those can all be found um, on our website, realwisconsinginseng.com. You can find an authentic Wisconsin producer to find um, the types of ginseng that you want to buy. And from products to health benefits, what are some of those health benefits? So ginseng, number one, is noted to support your immune system, which a lot of people these days find that they want extra immune system support. And so it's a nice way to give your body that support that it needs. It also supports your energy system, but not like um, caffeinated energy. It helps to bring your body into balance and support a natural energy there. Um, a lot of people use it for blood sugar balance. Um, it's good actually for a lot of um, conditions and um, stuff. And you can find information about the health benefits on realwisconsinginseng.com. Well, let's take a little look ahead. You export the roots. They, you have a, quite a market there. Do you think that we'll ever get to more of a market here in the continental U.S. for ginseng and the products and with the promotion of the benefits? We'd really like to hope so. Um, unfortunately, it's like it's even Wisconsin's kind of best kept secret. We'll go, we'll work shows in Wisconsin, and people have no clue that we grow this product in northern Wisconsin. They they see the shade structures, but they're not quite sure what's under those shade structures. And you know, they're passing by, they don't think about it. But that's Wisconsin ginseng, and so yeah, we're just hoping that's why we we come to these things to help educate people and let them know about Wisconsin ginseng. So we're hoping to keep spreading the word here in the United States. And again, that's Jackie Fent on what's going on. She's over in central Wisconsin, of course. A little update on ginseng. Remember, well, you'd have been just a kid, but I remember when I first was up here, go across on Highway 29, and you see those ginseng shades just one side up and down the highway. And now, of course, they say you can't grow ginseng in the same land twice, so you got to find new places. And it's not along 29 anymore so much. It's more in northern uh, Marathon County. Yeah. And yeah, I remember seeing those and one always wondering what was what was what under were, there. Yeah, what they were all about. <laughs> but ginseng, still the best ginseng in the world, grown right here in Wisconsin. We got some of the best sale barns in Wisconsin too, and around the world. We'll talk to Rocky from Premier Livestock, one of those sale barns, next here on Wax. Twenty nine minutes after five fifty two. A good little fog out there. Be careful this morning. You get about eighty today. The sun will burn it off. 
agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 5.30 in the morning in case you want to check your watch. This is Wax 104.5. Glad to have you along because Rocky Olson is going to join us now from Premier Livestock and Withy from the old homestead at Lublin. Have you looked out the window there, Rocky? Got any fog in Lublin? Yeah, it looks a little foggy out there from what I can see. Well, it'll burn off 80 and sunny today and Thursday, the last sale, and then, no, oh, the weekend will be in the 90s. Good time to be away from the sale barn, huh? Yeah. Yeah, sounds sounds, uh, sounds all right. Unless sounds like summertime. Not deer hunting weather, that's for sure. That's down the road. Well, we got uh, one day in. How'd that go? Uh, thank you, Bob, and good morning, everyone. Uh, this uh, yesterday's uh, livestock auction shaped here. We sold 1,250 head yesterday. Uh, the fed cattle market was steady to slightly lower. High yielding uh, choice and prime Holstein fed steers 147 to 168. Low choice and selects 140 to 146. Choice beef steers and heifers up to dollar 76. Market cows high yielding from 105 to 121. Many cows 85 to 104. Market bulls high yielding from a dollar five to a dollar 23. Organic market cows sold every Monday. High yielding cows from a dollar 35 all the way up to a dollar. 78. Newborn Holstein bull calves continue strong, mostly from 175 to 370 per head. Your beef cross calves, 350 to 590. Holstein heifer calves up to 150. Today, Tuesday, we get our special feeder cattle auction. We're also selling bred beef cows. Uh, have a nice lineup of feeder cattle for today's sale. Auction starts at 11 o'clock a.m. If you are bringing bred beef cows, we need to have them in by 9 a.m. for preg checks. Then tomorrow, Wednesday, we got our dairy cattle auction. Very nice lineup of dairy cattle. Uh, do have a full listing of all those consignments. Uh, sales schedules on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, give us a call anytime, 715-229-2500. Also, a reminder, large farm machinery auction. That's coming up right away here, guys. That's August 25th. That's next Friday. Uh, we are now closed and not accepting any more consignments for this auction. Uh, you can uh, go on their website. You can check out all the uh, listings of uh, equipment, farm items we're selling, and the online items. You can uh, go and pre-bid on those now on equipmentfacts.com. So if you want to know when an item's selling, put your bid on there. Computer will warn you when that's coming up for sale if you can't make the sale next Friday. So that's how things are shaping up, Bob. Busy man over there. That's going to be quite a day on Friday next week. Yeah, and like I said, it did really, boy, I tell you what, this stuff really rolled in Friday, Saturday, so like I said, we are full now. So. Okay, so we'll look for that. We'll uh, report, re- wait wait for the report, because uh, that stuff sells pretty good, too, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. We've got a nice lineup again, so. Oh, that's good. Alright, buddy, hey, have a good one. You too, thanks, Bob. There he goes, that's Rocky over there at Premier Livestock in Withy. How hot's it gonna get? We'll talk to Mike Dandria next. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, later on this week, you might have to turn the air conditioner on. Not so much first few days, but uh, later on. Looks like it's going to get hot. Mike Dandry is over at uh, Skywarn 13 in the weather room and little foggy out there this morning, though, isn't it, Mike? Yep, a little bit. The only uh, thing that I would suggest is just uh, taking your time on the roadways a little bit, of course. But it'll burn off. It it does not burn off. Huh? <laughs> the fog will, will lift. Well, but it's, lift, or it's, whatever they call it, for layman's terms that don't know anything <laughs> about weather like me, it 
we call it burning off with the sun. <laughs> that, that's fair. I'll, I'll give you that. Right. But uh, yeah, it's just one of the one of those things, you know, it's like nails on a chalkboard. Well, for a meteorologist, I'm sure it is <laughs> when somebody says it's burning off rather than lifting. Okay. We got the semantics right. <laughs> Yes. But we can both agree it's going to get hot. Yes, I think that that's certainly something we can agree on. Today will be the comfortable day, but it is going to get downright hot over the next couple of days. And that said, today, once that fog lifts later this morning, we'll have more sunshine. And well, temperatures climbing to the upper 70s and low 80s and staying mostly clear tonight, dipping to the upper 50s. A pretty much a pleasant day overall. But then tomorrow, those winds will start to ramp up quite a bit out of the southwest ahead of a cold front that will be moving through. Now, tomorrow, our highs are expected to get into the upper 80s. Tomorrow night, we'll bring a chance at a few showers and storms that could be on the stronger side with some damaging winds, uh, potentially. So just to keep that in mind, those are later at night. Otherwise, going into Thursday, briefly cooling off, sunny, upper 70s. Friday, we start to warm up, still close to average, into the low to mid-80s with plenty of sunshine. And boy, this weekend, if you're heading out to any fairs, it is going to be hot. Make sure to hydrate because we'll have highs in the low 90s, plenty of sunshine, and a good bit of humidity to go along with that. And those 90s take us into the start of next week. But for now, we have a mostly clear sky, a little bit of fog near the surface, and a temperature of 51 degrees in Eau Claire. Probably the only chance of rain if we fire up at night to storm from all that hot humidity, huh? Yeah, that's what it's looking like. Okay. Aside from that, pretty dry. And, I mean, thankfully we did get that rain yesterday, right? Yeah, yep. oh, every bit helps, that's for sure. <laughs> yes, it does. All right, thank you, sir. Stay cool. You bet. Enjoy your trip, Bob. All right, thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13 looking at our weather. And Morgan's going to join us with the news, too, here on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get into the newsroom. Shar and Vagora, that Irish lass, Ms. McCarthy, is ready to do the news for us. Does Good that morning. mean you have a Guinness ready for me? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have one ready for you, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm excited to hear all about the shades of green. I see you're dressed for the occasion there in your green shirt today. Yes, I am. Looking shades. We'll be in, well, I think we're flying into Scotland, into Edinburgh, and Going right away to the castle where Queen Elizabeth passed away. Mm-hmm. She was at Edinburgh Castle, so I don't know how much they're going to let us see in the private quarters, but those castles, I can't imagine people live like that every day. No, well, I certainly don't. No, I don't either. I'm knee-deep in dog hair and chores every <laughs> single day. Well, you don't have them little... What did she got? What did she always have, those little corgi dogs? Yeah, she those had the little, little corgis, lives. yeah, with the big yeah. ears, yeah. But, so anyway, we'll be doing that. But in the meantime, what's going on closer to home? Well, we're going to start with headlines that keep us in our area. Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today. That begins in the courts a teacher's aid in the western part of our state, now looking at a warrant for child sexual assault. Prosecutors in Polk County announced charges against 21-year-old Trey Jensen. He was an aide in the Osceola School District. The superintendent there saying... The alleged assaults did not happen in school. Investigators say Jensen abused a boy that he was watching, though it's unclear when the alleged assaults happened. Jensen placed on leave by the school district and banned from school property. As we look to other headlines, it was an update from Wisconsin State Patrol and troopers and Osseo Police Departments responded to a one-vehicle runoff crash on I-94 eastbound in Trempolo County. When they arrived, responders found a driver with minor injuries. A female passenger had succumbed to injuries in that crash. Initial investigation shows that the vehicle lost control during the rainstorm, left the roadway and struck a tree, and the crash remains under investigation. 
Looking here closer to our area, not everybody on board with a plan that would turn the old Mount Washington building into apartments in Eau Claire. Neighbors turned out last night to oppose a plan that would convert that building into another mixed-use development plan. The Eau Claire Plan Commission, though, gave its approval up next City Council chiming in on that project. Well, it seems there's a cold one on tap and the numbers heat up for Molson Coors. Miller Lite is back in the coolers. And in fact, they posted the best quarter sales since uh, they merged in 2005. The company says sales from April to June jumped 12 percent. And in beer math, that's just over three billion dollars. And you might not think to pair a cold one with lemon pie, but you could celebrate today. Time to make lemonade. We're going to celebrate that It's more than just lemon. It's Lemon Meringue Pie Day. A buttery pie crust, lemon curd, and fluffy meringue. The Quakers get credit for inventing it, but it's really French, and we've been eating them since the 18th century. They're high in vitamin C, so you won't get scurvy. But at 362 calories a slice, better stick to one serving. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. I say go back and get two servings. Who's going to stop you? We go back to the barn with those Irish eyes smiling before Bob hops the pond here. And Joe Welke with your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. Lemon meringue, one of your favorite pies? It's one of my mom's favorites. She's a lemon eater, yeah. But I realize this is, I think, this was her plan growing up. The reason she got all lemon-flavored stuff was so she didn't have to share with her kids. (laughs) Because no kids like lemon. We're always chocolate, you know, mint chip, peanut butter, but not lemon. Caramel, so mom got it to herself. Strawberries, blueberries, <laughs> but not lemon. That's right. Mom gets a piece to herself. All right. Thank you, ma'am. We'll oh, see you in a while. Absolutely. You have fun on your trip and bring us back all kinds of stories. Oh, I will bring back all kinds of stories. That's for sure. All right. We're about 19 minutes before 6 o'clock. More farm news. Some of these meat plants. What's going on? Not, not a good story. For those who work in acres... Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We've got markets to get to, but uh, more farm news than the meatpacking industry. Not a good trend, Jill. Catch us up a little bit. Absolutely not. Smithfield Foods is planning on permanently closing 35 sow farms in northern Missouri in October. The company is owned by China's WH Group, and this spring the company informed shareholders of an expected 56% drop in first quarter profits. China's WH Group is linking the closings to challenging market conditions in the U.S. pork segment. And their Chinese import more pork because they're short of pork in China with a swine fever. So, yeah, I looked at that and kind of scratched my head. What else has got in there, that story? Well, the high cost of raising hogs and the low pork prices linked to a low consumer demand are the reasons given for those closings. And another U.S. meat company is having struggles. Tyson is also closing more processing plants. Last week, Tyson announced the closing of four U.S. chicken processing plants. Production will be shifted to other facilities in an effort to cut costs. The company's chicken business has struggled for years with different issues, including hatching enough chicks to meet demand, staffing plants, falling chicken prices, and higher costs. Tyson has been making changes to some of their operations, including closing plants and laying off workers to cut costs. During the second quarter of this year, Tyson posted a loss of $417 million, compared to a $750 million profit from the same time last year. And it's still fair season. On Wednesday, the Juneau County Fair in Mauston and the Lincoln County Fair in Merrill will begin. 
And then on Thursday, the Sarah County Fair in Hayward and the Athens World's Fair in Athens will get, get going. All these fairs will run through the weekend. And again, it's going to be hot for the fairs this weekend, so dress appropriately. Also coming up tomorrow, House Agriculture Committee Chairman Glenn Thompson will bring some members of his committee, including 3rd District Congressman Derek Van Orden, to La Crosse, to the Radisson. They'll have a farm bill hearing, one of those farm bill hearings out in the country, and this is going to be August 16th, and he says he's going to have a farm bill hopefully written by the end of August or into September. He's got a lot of hearings to uh, put together, the comments, because he's been all over the country, but it's a good thing to get on the ground with farmers and the folks that are uh, here say it's a lot cheaper for them to come to here, come to La Crosse, than it is for our guys and gals to go to Washington, D.C., that's for sure. So that's tomorrow down at the Radisson, and also... Some folks, as we said earlier, from the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board are going on a See for Yourself mission to Halifax. They'll be there, oh, August uh, 16th through the 18th, leaving tomorrow, coming back on uh, Friday, it looks like, including Andy Benson from up in the Dallas area, a longtime leader and soy- leader of the soybean industry and grower, vice president of the Soybean Marketing Board. Also, uh, Sarah Stelter from the Watoma area, and Nancy Cavazangian. They're all scheduled to participate in that trip and uh, see what's going on with Halifax. They'll be uh, going to the ports and uh, related facilities. They're the port in Halifax. So lots of things going on around the area. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And the crop progress report always comes out after the close of the trade on Monday here in Wisconsin. 91% of our corn is silking and uh, 55% of the corn in good to excellent condition. Up 2% from last week. A little rain helped. 90% of the soybeans have bloomed and soybeans are 52% good to excellent. 56% of the oats have been harvested, 88% of the winter wheat, 11% of the potato crop has been harvested, and 76% of third crop hay has been made, 99% of fourth crop. And Jill will have more on that and the national crop tomorrow. Looking at some of the news, Jill, let's go to the markets. Well, it's 49 degrees out there in 13 minutes before 6 o'clock. We need to head to Sparta Equity and hear from Hut Eman. Fed cattle selling steady today with the higher than choice beef steers and heifers, 184 to 192. Choice and select beef steers and heifers, 168 to 183. The beef and dairy cross steers, 162 to 182. The higher than choice Holstein steers, 160 to 168. Topping at 170. Choice and select Holstein steers, 144 to 159 with the unfinished steers. Heifers and heavy steers, 98 to 143. Cow steady. Quality beef slaughter cows, $1.10 to $1.25. The higher than slaughter cows, $1 to $1.15. The cutters and utilities, 84 to 99. With the low yielding and canner cows, 28 to 83 cents a pound. Organic market today with the results from the August 14th sale. With the higher than organic cows, $1.45 to 170. The thin and small organic cows, 109 to 144. With the organic steers and heifers, 165 to 180. Bulls steady. Most bulls bringing $1.05 to $1.20. Topping at 123 today with the thin, full, and bulls over ton discount at $1.04 and down. Calves sold by the pound today. With the steady to softer market with the quality holding bull calves bringing one seventy five to three dollars. The quality holding heifer calves eighty cents to a dollar eighty. The quality beef bulls four fifty to six dollars with the quality beef heifers four dollars to five fifty and the light and poor quality calves ten cents to a dollar per pound. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Wednesday, August sixteenth, starting at ten AM with fed cattle, followed by bulls, cows, and calves. 
This is Hut Eamon at Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, let's get to more markets as we head over to the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Well, you got your bar stool all set up, so you're in the prime position at the Athens Fair this weekend? <laughs> well, we'll see how it goes, but uh, uh, you were talking about uh, the fairs and everything going on, the warm weather, and uh, all the people out there, and you really find some interesting costumes or lack of that when the temperature gets to be 90 degrees. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't, uh, I don't think many of those blue jean shorts come that short out of the store. They get, they get hiked up a little bit, that's for sure. And uh, But it's uh, interesting scenery, to say the least, and we'll leave it at that. But it's going to be hot at the Athens Fair this weekend, 90s on... Saturday, Sunday, eighty-four on Friday, so it's going to be it's going to be warm. But in the meantime, uh, we got to catch up. How'd Monday go over Stratford? All right, Bob. We'll tell the folks about that. I thank you and a good morning, everyone. A summary from yesterday, Monday here at Equity Stratford. Another big sale yesterday. We'll start out with the cow market yesterday. A mostly steady trend on the cows. High yielding fleshy Holstein and beef cows. And yesterday's sale, we're selling from uh, one hundred two to one twenty-four. Uh, most of the cows yesterday between eighty and one hundred two. Thinner cows like carcass cows seventy-eight and below. On the bull trade, better quality bulls are selling from a dollar twelve to a dollar twenty-two. Lighter weight bulls one hundred eight and back. Most of the fed cattle will be sold tomorrow on Wednesday, but uh, choice grading Holstein steers on a lighter test, selling mostly from 150 to 160. Select grading cattle under finished cattle, 142 and below. Now we'll go to the uh, calf market. Holstein bull calves continue to be in good demand. Uh, these good quality, uh, 90 to 130-pound Holstein bull calves yesterday's auction from 175 to 375 with a top at 390. Heifer calves mostly from 70 to 140. Beef calves, again, very, very strong market, 300 to 600. Fancy black calves from yesterday from 600 up to a top of 650. And uh, Tuesday today here in Stratford, we'll get underway this morning at 10 o'clock with the hay and bedding auction. Again, folks, we do have a nice selection of hay. Uh, most, of, most of the hay so far is going to be large squares and round bales. We do have large squares of second and also round bales of first and second. So if you guys are looking for some hay, we're a good selection. That'll be at 10 o'clock. 11 o'clock today will be the dairy sale, followed by the uh, market auction today, and we do sell organic market cattle every Tuesday. We'll have an update on those uh, tomorrow's uh, report. And uh, don't forget tomorrow, uh, uh, feeder cattle sale tomorrow at 12.30 start time. We do have some uh, beef cows already consigned for that sale at 12.30. And just looking ahead a little bit here, a couple weeks ahead here towards the end of the month, on Wednesday, August 30th, as part of that feeder cattle sale, we do have a complete herd dispersal of belted Galloway cows and the young stock. And more information on that on our website. You can check that out at Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page and you'll be there. And, Bob, with that, we'll send her back to you. You enjoy your trip. And uh, just, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you're not really Irish background in your genealogy. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, you do have some. Oh, you bet. Oh, okay. Well, then you'll fit right in then. You yeah, know, we like got the, Boyd's and we got the whole bunch of Irish, Irish and German. So, now, that's now the you, background. Uh, are they? Are you going to get down into the Republic of Ireland or this? A little bit, a little bit. Northern Ireland, Scotland mainly, but we'll have a little bit into Ireland as well. So, it'll be fun. That's for sure. It'll be cooler there than it will be here this weekend. I'll tell you that. Well, enjoy, Bob, and uh, we'll talk to you when you get back, and we'll talk to Jill tomorrow morning. Yeah, say hi to all the folks at Athens for me. 
I will. I will do that. They'll be. Uh, I guess uh, I got to check out because I know every Thursday night has uh, been a tradition over there where they have nickel beers. I'll have to check and see if oh, that's still going. Oh, oh <laughs> man! Oh man! You know everybody's going to be on Thursday night over there. Yeah, right. well, somebody will maybe correct me if that's not, but I All know right. they've had that in the past. So, all right, Bob, we'll talk to you later. There we go, Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Bar Nickel Beer. I might stay home. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And again, Synergy Co-op at Ridgeland bringing us our markets. Beans were higher yesterday, higher oil and meal prices. Corn, about a half a cent higher, but uh, lots of corn available around the world this year. Overnight, December corn down three cents, 484. The oats holding at 443. December wheat down two at 639. November beans down a fraction, thirteen twenty-five, and meal for December down a buck and a half at three ninety-fifty. At the country elevators today, Northside Elevator Loyal Location corns at four ninety-eight, with soybeans at twelve ninety-one. In Arcadia, corns at five thirteen, with soybeans at thirteen oh eight. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville location corns at four eighty-eight, and soybeans are. Twelve seventy six, and on our DTN screen, corn at Golden Plump today is five twenty three a bushel. At Baldwin, corn four forty two, beans twelve eighty six. At Duran Mondovi and Elmwood, corn four forty seven with the beans at twelve eighty six. Fall Creek four thirty eight and twelve seventy six. At Osseo, the corn's four sixty seven, beans twelve eighty six. Elk Mound four eighty four, corn twelve eighty one for soybeans. Sparta has the corn at four seventy nine today at Melrose Farm Service. Soybeans at thirteen thirty eight. Ellsworth, 427 on the corn, 1276 on the beans at the ethanol plants. Boyceville corn is 497. Stanley, 502. New Richmond grain facility, 488. Dairy products unchanged yesterday. Barrel cheese, 182 and a half. Blocks, $1.99. And the butter at 269. Class 3 for August down a nickel, 1727. September down 15 at 1783. October down 16. At 18.06, November down 21 at 18.17, and December down 13 at 18.12. So that's the way the markets look, courtesy of a Synergy Cooperative. Sunny today, high about 80, and it'll be sunny most of the week. And by the weekend, it'll be into the 90s, otherwise mostly 80s. In fact, Thursday, 77 for the high. So it's going to be a nice week for getting things done outside. And again, we leave later on this morning in our farm tour to Scotland, Northern Ireland, and Ireland. So uh, we'll be checking in from over there. In the meantime, uh, Sean and Begara, have a good day. 49 degrees and fog right now, Lassie. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.